Good morning, and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. And uh, I have completely forgotten the topic that we agreed on. Murder. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you forget that. Uh, right, you're sharing a story. Yes, okay. a, 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 um, a treatment. Do I just start? Yeah, I'll just put my listening ears on, and uh, do, you, do you want questions, or do you want to just be able to get it all out at once? I want you to be you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I just I just want you to do what you do. Okay. Okay. Um a client came um to ask for medium. She wanted to speak to a friend. And um the friend came through and said to me that she was passed over. So, I began with that affirmation of she's alive, not dead, because we get everybody that's alive and everybody that's passed. Mm-hmm. So that that's the beginning. Um, then her girlfriend, uh, or the person that arrived, I'll call Sarah, the human, and the person who passed over, I'll call Pat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Sarah uh, g- would go through the session giving the affirmations when things were correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pat came through to say that she had died. She told me more than five years ago. Sarah tells me it was 19. Uh, Pat tells me that she doesn't want to talk about her death and she wants to get past this and over this. Sarah says no. So um, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, I have an argument <laughs> between my human um, and my spirit. And so I went to my guides and said, what do I do? I have no clue, which is not new for me to never know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That is totally all day, every day. And if anybody has a job and hears that and feels what that would be like to go to work every day and ne- not know how to do what you do, um, and to, to just to feel the level of anxiety that creates. Yeah. And you're sitting there as a professional, you're supposed to know what you're doing. Um, but I, I'm just being super honest that... I don't know. I never know. So anyway, so Pat came through and said, I want to talk about her and her life. I want to talk about giving her affirmations. I want to say um, about what she's doing now. Tell her I know she has children. I I know she's gotten married. And I said, okay. I said, so Sarah said, she says that you got married and that you have children. You have a daughter. And Sarah said, yes. She says, but I still want to talk about her death. And so Pat came through and said, Karen, I don't want to. And Sarah says to me at that time, she was murdered, Karen. And I said, okay. So I went back to Pat and I said, so she says you were murdered. Now I'm trying to get affirmations from the person who's died. Right. This is backwards to what we normally do. Yes. <laughs> oh, my head. And can I, can I interject for a moment? Yeah. Is there a certain level of anxiety that you feel when the human shares a piece of information that's pertinent because as yep. mediums, we want to get it out first so that they know we're not just going on what they say, right? So many people accuse us of being frauds if we're reading their body language, they're giving us too much information, they're wearing a ring. Um, so it is frustrating in that moment when the human gives too much information. Absolutely. So I, and I always say to clients, oh, 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 please don't do that, please. And Mm -hmm. I always say, now I'm going to say that you said that, not me. 
And I always say that I want to clarify that if you're giving certain information, we're going to both agree that you're the one that did that, not me. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not going to repeat that as like I'm pretending I'm channeling. Lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. So there's always that line of making sure that we know who said what. Yep. So, so Pat came through and said she had been brutally murdered. And I don't know how you're not brutally murdered. I think murder is brutal. So, I mean, I think everybody could think, well, wait a minute, any well, murder is. Probably a lot of people think about going quickly versus being <gasps> tortured. That's exactly what she came to say. Pat? Pat came to say that she had been beaten that she had been stabbed repeatedly, that she had been brutalized over hours. And that, um, and Sarah affirmed that. She affirmed that she knew that this had been horrific, that through a court case, or no, not through a court case, pardon me, through um, uh, hearing from friends what had happened. And I don't know all the details of how she heard all of that, um, that um, that this had been something that wouldn't have just taken five or 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so Pat came through to say, I want her to know that I didn't stick around for this. Mm. And Sarah looked at me and said, could you explain this to me? And I said, yeah, I said, she's showing me, um, that she had brown hair. She's showing me that. And so she described her looks and they had gone to high school together. So this was back 19 years ago when Pat and Sarah were in high school and, um, Pat had brown hair. So she described how she looked, her height, her body size and all of that. And Sarah said, that's correct. And I said, well, she's saying that at that time that when she was being beaten, she fought, she wants Mm -hmm. everybody to know she fought. She mm-hmm. fought for her life. She wanted, she loved everybody. She loved her life. She wanted to be alive. She didn't think at the age of, I think it was 16, that she was going to end her life. Mm-hmm. And I said, so um, in her, her mind, her heart, her soul, however you want to word this, that she asked her angels, her guides, her beings, I don't know how to word all of this for people, yeah. uh, for help. So if you just want to hear that she asked something bigger than herself for help that they responded and that her spirit world showed up and pulled her right out of her body so that as she was being tortured that she did not experience the pain Hmm. and Sarah had a damn good cry well what relief yeah and she, she just had a like a meltdown and I want to say that I joined her Mm-hmm. because um, I'm human mm-hmm. and because I'm female, but I also want to say I'm a mom. I also want to say I'm a daughter and there's all kinds of reasons and that you friend. have a meltdown, that yeah. I have friends, that I am a friend. It just doesn't matter. Um, so Pat explained that she left her body and she said, Karen, I want you to tell Sarah that this wasn't one of my exits. She said, this wasn't one of my opportunities to pass. The spirit world didn't have this written in my path. Come to earth, be murdered savagely. Mm -hmm. She said, it wasn't written in. And I went, okay. So I said, I'll explain. So I said, Sarah, I said, she says to tell you this wasn't written in. This wasn't one of her five exits. And she goes, what? And I said, would you like me to explain? And she said, yeah. I said, well, as far as I'm understanding, 
as a medium, when I ask my spirit guides, I've been told that souls have five exit points, opportunities to pass. And I said, so sometimes people know they have a heart attack, they survive, or they have cancer, they live, or they almost got hit by a car, they didn't. Mm -hmm. Or I went to bed last night, and I thought my heart stopped, and I woke up this morning. Mm -hmm. But like, and people who know that, that they came close, or that there was a hair away, or I should have died, that hockey puck hit me right between the eyes, there, you know, all those little things that there are these exit opportunities. And she's, Pat said to Sarah, this wasn't one of them. So the spirit or her spirit guides showed up and yanked her the hell out so that she didn't go through an experience of feeling all of the pain and the fear. Mm-hmm. And I said, she wants you to know, Sarah, that after she fought, so she struggled, she was determined, she was brave, she was focused she had intention Mm -hmm. there was purpose here that as soon as she realized that she couldn't succeed she asked for peace and out she didn't ask to be part of that any longer so she fought first and then she asked yes okay this was part of pat's process of living Mm mm-hmm You fight for something, you realize you're going to hit your head against a wall, and you decide, I'm not doing it, Mm -hmm. which was such a huge message. Mm -hmm. And Sarah sat there and went, well, that would be pat to a T. (laughs) Try and then be at peace. Yes. Neat. Try. Simple. Yes. There there, There were beautiful messages in this session. And the way that Sarah just sat there and went, well, that's her character anyway. It was like, wow, then she truly lived how and died how she lived. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. This is 16 years old, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's worth saying. And boy, especially when I hear that it's a 16-year-old, it's like, wow, then where do we go wrong sometimes by the time we hit our 90s and we just can't give it. We just, we just can't seem to let go. We fight to live. Mm-hmm even if we know we're not ever going to win it, right? So um, then she said to Sarah, um, and I hope I, you know, I'm not going to get this all in the right order, but I I, I hope um, that I get it in the order of importance. Mm-hmm. So she said at the end of the session, she said, um, tell Sarah that she's the one that keeps reliving my death. She's the one that brings it up over the last 19 years. And that every time she thinks of me, she thinks of me fighting. She thinks of my struggle. She thinks of being tortured. She thinks of the knife wounds. She thinks of pain and bleeding and of me screaming and fighting for my life. And she said, I don't. Hmm. She says, I got over this when I died. Wow. That's cool. She goes, I crossed to the other side and said, I'm done with that. Don't, I'm not going back to that. Mm-hmm. What's next for me? What's next? Where, where can I go forward? And Sarah sat there and looked at me and she went, that is so true. It is so true that every time I think of her, I don't think of our high school days. I don't think of our childhood together. I don't think of anything fun anymore. I think of the murder. And she said that I didn't even realize I was doing that. She says, I don't bring up the memories. I bring up the pain and I cry. Every time I think of her, I cry. And so Pat came through to say, 
What about the childhood? What about what about this event? What about when we did this together? What about when we made when we did these things? And so she was inviting Sarah to more. She said in the future from this moment forward, could we create something together instead of you creating more pain? So Sarah, if you're going to live 50 more years, is it okay for you to remember the good times and to go forward and create new ones? So she was asking her girlfriend to be her girlfriend. She was just saying, is it okay for us to be girlfriends again? Because the death ended the friendship in more than one way. Yeah. It ended it in the sense of as humans, you don't have a human connection, but it even ended it in good memories. It even ended it in how do I go forward if every time I think about my girlfriend, it's this. If I go to, if I want, if my child is having a birthday party and I want to think of Pat, I can't because it's going to ruin the birthday party. Mm -hmm. Instead of if I want to have a birthday party for my daughter and I think of Pat and I think she's here and enjoying herself, Mm -hmm. then I can enjoy the memory and the thinking of Pat being here. Cool. So it took Sarah forward that's wonderful okay and then the uh, pat said write down bracelet karen and i wrote bracelet and she said now she said just bring it up generally because sarah's going to remember about the bracelet she said just just say it generally you don't have to give details and i went oh okay so i said sarah said she wants me to bring up the bracelet but she's not telling me how or why because she says you're going to fill her me in not her And I think that's important for people to hear because sometimes as mediums, we bring up a word like that, bracelet and and a story or whatever, and they look at us like, well, if you're any good, you should know. (laughs) And and yet the direction from the the person who's passed over is don't do that. (laughs) Well, and especially in the situation that you just explained, like um, maybe that's something exciting that Sarah gets to share about Pat that she has either blocked out because of you know, the fact that she always thinks about the death uh, and now she can be enthusiastic and excited again to share with another human. Thank you. So she mm-hmm. shared the story of the bracelet. So before, when they were teenagers, uh, Pat made Sarah a bracelet and Sarah still has the bracelet to this very day and her daughter wears Pat's bracelet. Oh, cute. So... I like the whole little thing as you as you pointed out so which is beautiful is that Sarah gets to share that with me mm-hmm. which is exactly how you worded it mm-hmm. it becomes something now where she gets to actually participate in a good memory mm-hmm. and sharing it with somebody which I felt very privileged yeah to be her first person I felt I felt a real uh, a real connection f- for me to Pat and to Sarah mm-hmm. um so Pat then said I really would like for Sarah to know that she has helped me heal, that she has helped me go forward. And she says, and I want to tell her something. She said, Sarah believes my life was cut short because I was 16. She believes that I didn't get to have kids and get married. She thinks that as she's going through these things in life, that I didn't get to have any of this. And she said, I want you to know and to tell her that I have already reincarnated that I am already back on earth and I'm 10 years old Mm. and that I have written in my new path um, to be married, to have children. And she says, so I would like her to know that I get to come back and I get to have that again. I, it's not, it's not cut short forever. It's cut short for now in Sarah's world. 
mm-hmm. but not in Pat's world, mm-hmm. which I thought was incredible. So Sarah sat there and said, she's 10 years old. She's having more fun than me. <laughs> That's an assumption. But <laughs> well, yeah. given that as adults, we tend to think we have responsibilities and jobs and and kids are a little... I won't say kids are stress-free. I would never say that, but that there may not be as much stress. Mm-hmm. And that's not true either. No. I understand that. But, yeah, general but, yes. comment. Right. And that, um, anyway, so that Pat wanted Sarah to know that she still had opportunities to have lifetimes. She still had chances. Pat still has chances to be able to live those things through. Cool. And that's part of Sarah's grieving was the belief that her friend would never get those things. So Pat was coming through to say, yep, you think that, but you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And because you are in human form and have chosen to believe certain things about the afterlife or human experiences, that um, you think that my the suffering and the death put an end to everything for me. Mm-hmm. The person who murdered me just does not have that much power over my soul. Cool. The person who murdered me does not have power over my soul. I know I'm repeating myself, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I know. I know this. I just think people need to hear that part. Mm-hmm. Because I think it can help people heal. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. That's my story. I don't know if you have things to add or to, to question, but... I don't. I think it was really well told, especially, oh. I mean, that's the first time I was hearing the story too, um, and mm-hmm. I think I asked the questions that I needed to ask. Okay. Um, and that wasn't meant to be a segue into the end of the show, but maybe that is a good opportunity then to say if people do have questions, uh, and I'm sure there will be lots because... If this is the first time you're conceptualizing what happens to a soul when you are a murderer in one lifetime and you get an opportunity to become human again, um, we want to know what happens. We want to know how the soul carries forward if we're calling it karma or, um, you know, what's just written in your in your soul contract. So I'll open uh, I'll open it up before we end the show to questions or comments. Uh, you can email us at info at Otherwise, we will talk to you next Saturday.